What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 144 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of Wiley Scale Modeling. So we have an awesome, I don't know how many times you've been on, Doug, but we've got Doug Fiscali on the show. <laughs> you've been on, you and Jason, are, I think, are neck and neck for the most on the show, and, uh, and no one's complaining, though. Maybe so, Jake Johnson, too. He's Jake, been on Jake's been on a bunch, too. <laughs> yeah. So welcome. Thanks for, for coming back. Hope you've uh, been well. Well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Somebody's been busy. So a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually um, it's kinda 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 late though. I'm I'm two months late on this actually. But Yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah, well and you know what? It's twenty twenty, so we get it. You know? It's uh yeah. the way it is. we'll write it off on so, twenty twenty. Right. But um yeah, so it's it's we're gonna talk tonight about the uh Atlas Gorge. So what what in un- I get the gorge part because I've seen the photos. We're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a limited run kit. Is it limited run, right? Yes. Yes. Limited run. I know some people say limited edition, and but it's always been limited run with you. Um, yeah. And it's it's a I get it with the gorge because I've seen the photos. Where did you come up with Atlas Gorge before we get rolling? Uh, well, the the main structure, which is the big red uh, mill kind of building in the background, there is uh, it's a, a cartographer's building, which is a map wow. maker. Um, which so it's map printing, it's atlases, it's it's globes, it's atlases. So that's oh kind of it, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. marine chart. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, we'll, it's we'll part, wait of, for part him of the to whole catch theme. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, originally it was going to be Map Maker's Gorge, but that was too much of a tongue twister and not as concise <laughs> as Atlas Gorge. So, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I always like to have a theme for the kits, and the theme was map making, I guess, and that's what happened. Well, it is a beast. So um, let's let's get what the inspiration of all this was. I mean, it, you got to go to his website, and um, you know, it's. Uh, FOSScaleModels.com. Uh, you can find it, uh, FOSScaleModels on his, um, so, I guess, uh, Instagram and Facebook. And, um, and then there's even YouTube out there. So, and you can see a video of this thing. So, it's, it's, this is awesome stuff. So, be, you know, I'm going to let you roll with talking about it. And people need to, when, before you start, pause. Pause your podcast right now. Get your butt onto Facebook. Pull up the photos. Go to go to YouTube. Pull up the the YouTube channel for Foscale Models, and then find the. It'll be probably the most recent video that he's produced, and it'll show you a video of what we're going to be talking about today. You do yourself that favor and listen to this podcast while you're doing that. I'm sorry to interrupt, Doug. I just think that's the best way for people to see this. No, that's no problem. So, so where where did it inspire from? Uh, well, it's uh, it's, it's usually a couple of things. Um, the first thing is is a, a theme. You know, it's just the basic idea to hang everything else on. And it's, like I said, it was it was this map making thing. Um, I love maps. I always have, and I I wanted to do something different instead of you know just another mill that makes chairs or furniture or fabric and whatever. Um, just to be a little bit more interest with the naming of it. Uh, so love, that was the you first love maps. Yeah, yeah. Are you one of those guys that gets um, on like Google and and uh, I love doing like, that for, and and do the for, uh, yeah zoom hours. in, get down to the road, and 
Find the road. Yeah. <laughs> I do it too. Yeah. Well, be, be, before Google, it was just road atlases. You know, it had uh-huh. dozens and dozens of them from you know, sure. um, all kinds of things. So it's, it hasn't changed much since I was a kid. Um, so that's that's the first step is this concept, and then um, the second one is well, what is, what is it going to look like? Um, so then that's always I I always keep a a file and books of old buildings and old mills and old places like that. So I just I have you know, notes on things that I want to try eventually, like this particular building had a really unique, has a really unique tower with the four dormers that are on the, you know, the, the cap of the tower. Um, so I wanted to do something like that. And then there's always the geography, which is, you know, what setting is it going to be in? Um, and last year we did, I did Russ Rock Falls, which the big waterfalls. And I wanted to do something a little similar. And I came upon this photograph of uh, another mill. And it might be in Blackstone, Massachusetts, that had these two um, concrete arches coming out of the wall. Uh, so the water was going under the building and then out into this, into the river. Um, and instead of the river, I added the gorge because I wanted some height. And so that's sort of how that happened. Um, oh, wow. And, yeah. So it's just, you know, it's, it's an addition of different things that, you know, I've been, I keep not meticulous notes, but tons of notes and drawings and sketches pretty much every day. That's ongoing, of you know, ideas and stuff. And it's just a matter of, you know, which one do I like at the moment? What do I want to try? I want to try something new. Um, and, you know, you put it all together. So it's, it's, uh, it's the really, building, it's the, the main mill building uh, with it's, the roof. Yeah. It's a it's a mansard roof, which is my favorite. Uh, but then it has yeah. that like that extra piece that you were talking about on the top. I Almost guess like it's a steeple. The peak. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that is yeah. truly cool. So so now I have I have to ask: Is the curve, the curve on the mansard? It has a curve. It's not just an angled mansard, as well as the curve on the yeah. I guess um, you could peak. call it almost a, a double mansard, where yeah, yeah, it does a bend before it finishes up. Yep. Is that that's all laser cut, right? Like that's the way, the way the kit comes. It's ready to be yep. okay. That's yeah, awesome. So for the tower, the tower section, you know, usually if it's a it's like a pyramid kind of tower it's four pieces four triangles on a square base and they mm-hmm. kind of fold up together and this kind of does the same thing except there's an extra bend i love it in the tower to get that mansard section those uh, gables look like yeah, they're going to be a lot of fun <laughs> oh the dormers <laughs> the dormers i'm sorry yeah. oh i always yeah. get that wrong i always i always say the wrong thing i you come do. in you always call them gables <laughs> i come in so confident and then i'll call the gables dormers and dormers ga- oh i always get it wrong yeah but yeah, no, those are those yeah, will be a lot of fun. They're a little tiny, and there's eleven of them, so it's yeah. a pain in the neck. But it, they you know, look awesome. The end result is kind of worth it. Yeah, they look great. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, he he did Rush Rock Falls, and he put he put like what? Well, I'm I'm looking at it now because I have it. He put like three on the front, and or a couple others in in different ways. Uh, across yeah. the front of it, and it wasn't enough. So Doug had to go from like four or five <laughs> to eleven to eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's not including the four in the tower. So there's actually. Oh yeah, true. Parts. There's more. Oh my word! Yeah, that would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but great. you know, here's yeah. the thing: you learn to you do one or two, and you figure out how this works. Oh the rest yeah. Will come easy. Once you do, once yeah. you do the first couple, yeah. it becomes a process. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's actually pretty. It's, sometimes it's easier than doing one complicated piece and just repeating something. You know. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. And I, I'm I'm yeah. loving all the detail on on the on the mill building. One of the cool 
things about this about the structure this time uh, on this particular one you you usually do some kind of a a roof some unique rooftop or or wall ductwork i i think but this is the first time on one of your models i've seen the ductwork on the back side where uh, i don't know what you call that the, you know the the metal yeah, there's a big, there's a, some heavy, some larger size ductwork. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. got a couple of angled pieces. Um, I mean, if you look back at um, a lot of Bob Van Gelder's South River model kits, he had done a lot of that kind of stuff, and I, right. I was, was so taken by that. And it just adds, it just makes the kit look like, you know, like it's like vines are growing up the side, except it's all mechanical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's, in fact, it's, you have it uh, on another side. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's two two different two different sections. So it just it just adds more life to the building because there's more sure. stuff belching out of it, and you know. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's just that's that's pretty cool. I love seeing that. And then on on it, you also have fans in the windows, which is, seems to be something I have not seen on a lot of your on a lot of your uh, last couple limited run kits. I love to see those as well. Something different. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple in there. It just breaks up the monotony when you have a lot mm-hmm. of windows in one wall. So, right, um, right. So I, I want to get into some of the other structures other than the, um, the red, the tall red. You know, the main building, and uh, yeah. you know, in the past you've incorporated a number of different businesses that go along with it. Almost like you know, mm-hmm. with, with the terminal, it was a whole bunch of self-functioning, not businesses, but self-functioning other yeah. types of either businesses or commerce store, you know, just different things. Mm-hmm. And this is, this looks like a lot of the structures are all kind of part of the same main company. And then there's a few little outliers. Is that correct? Um, no, there, there, well, there's, there's one extra building. Um, there's the main mill and yeah. then connected to it by like a, a sky bridge is, a, is the boiler house of the, the main building. I see. Um, so that's that's still the same same place. But down the end of the street, there's that cinder block machine shop, um, which doesn't have a designation other than it's probably for the mill, but it could be a separate <laughs> business. Um, but it could support the the mill building and all the all the machining and the repairs they need. And then there's a small little shack that's like a little fix a flat kind of place. It's just literally like an inch by a quarter inch little guy. Yeah. And then on the other end, there's a diner. Mulder's diner business. Yeah, that's a cool yeah. little diner. Um, and then, thanks. And then the uh, the other larger structure, which is the optional structure that you can buy, is uh, is a carpentry kind of hardware shop. So it's a completely separate business. I see that. So yeah. now, now the the main structure on there, when mm-hmm. y- you have the you have a building, actually, which is what's cool about this main structure, is. There are other buildings attached to it that are in different colors or using different materials. Like, you know, I, I guess we have um, a, a wider type board and batten, and then a horizontal type um, yeah. siding on the one. And you have all kinds of little out out buildings or out or outcropping buildings. Uh, I guess they're uh, jut outs, and yeah. um, that's I think that's what helps give this thing uh, that massive look, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously it does. I mean, but, but it's, you, you work and your buildings designs on these things, especially this one here too, is it, you work in, in dimension. So it's, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're taking one building, 
But because of all of the jut outs and everything else on it, it makes it look like a whole lot of other structure that have been incorporated into it or joined onto it over, right. you know, over time. And, um, but it also gives it a more robust size and shape, making it look monstrous. But, you know, it's there. And, and that's another thing too. Uh, um, I'm, I guess I'm going to go down a rabbit hole here. When you, when you do these limited editions, uh, when I, when, when we first get them, um, the one I'm working now, of course, I'm trying to wrap up uh, the Rush Rock Falls, but that main mill building, um, when you when you first look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, this thing is monstrous, you know. But then until you put it all together and you're looking at it and everything, it's really not that huge. It's going to take a chunk of real estate, but it's not. Yeah, it's not to the point where it's going to, you know, overwhelm any party. You know, on most layouts, it won't overwhelm. In fact, it'll be a showcase piece. No. But you look at it as huge, and the next thing you know, you have it pretty much assembled, and uh, and you're looking at it, it's not as big as you thought, and which is cool. You know, so it. it uh, the only reason I bring that up, Doug, is I, I you know, I don't want modelers to think, hey, this thing's monstrous. I, it's too intimidating I for think, me. It's too big. I think the one thing yeah. after, you know, my dad's done – one and I've done one now of the of your limited run kits is the walls are walls windows are windows you can do a mm-hmm. small building you can do a large building really the tape the technique is pretty similar you're just doing it more you know the thing right. where I got immediately got a little bit overwhelmed but it it subsides with once you break it down into smaller chunks with your limited run kits the the number of parts that are just there when you first open a box, it's like, whew, all right, yeah. all right, now we got to digest this a little bit. But once you, what I did was I yeah. figured out what went with what, and I just took separate Ziploc bags, kind of separated it into miniature, you know, smaller builds, and I just worked my way through it. And I think mm-hmm. that's a good way if, if someone's not done one of your, one of your limited run kits in, in the past. It comes with a lot. You get a lot of stuff in it. So if you're not used to that, break it down and just do it in small steps and it yeah. goes pretty quick anyways it's the same fundamentals you've yeah, done with other I, kids right yeah i mean i always think you know it's, it's it's really not much different than doing the one car garage kit right you know it's just a lot of garages and a lot of you know <laughs> stuff so um and it's patience you know it, i mean that's that's building models there's no there's no fast way to build a model so if that's what you're trying to do then you're, you're probably barking up the wrong tree right exactly um, you know, uh, it's a time-consuming but enjoyable time-consuming uh, hobby. Uh, and even when I was building this, when or anything, when when things are going wrong, and I'm trying to figure out well, what am I doing wrong with my modeling? Why isn't this coming out right? It's because I'm not spending the time. And yeah. it just, you know, it takes time. You want it to look good. It's going to take uh, whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, so that's just that's just part of the deal. You know, if you right. If you, Sign on to building something this big. Don't expect it to go quickly. Uh, right. You know. So. Yeah, the, it, yeah. Patience is the big thing on on that. Now, when you when you build the, when you when you design the structure with all the, uh, all the little out buildings, you when you or, or the jut outs that I'm talking about, those things. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you put it on and then look at it and go, hey, another one over here, another one over there? I mean, what's your thought process uh, when you're doing it? 
well, I get, you know, like it, you have the big red building in this particular case, this big red mill. And right. I actually start with that, you know, say it's just, it's just a rectangle. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of a, a game of addition and subtraction where you, you kind of pull a section out, you know, that's a bump out or an addition and it just, it's got to look right. Um, but at the same time, I do try to put some functionality into it. Um, like on, on this particular building where the tower is, you've got a loading dock and then there's a bump out on the right and that's the entrance to the building. Um, that maybe it got changed over time and they expanded. So there's, there's a staircase with some railings and a sign that the, that's where you would enter it formally. And then there's other doors that are access doors and freight doors, but they kind of have a purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's not just a matter of just sticking on, you know, little shed sized buildings, but, uh, they, they do kind of mean something, you know? Right. And, and there are different levels. Um, you know, yeah. depending yeah. on how you want to make your diorama or, or when you're building it, I mean, yeah. but yep. you have different levels of buildings or, you know, the one may be up on a loading dock and the other one or up next to it. And, and another one you have, uh, that's up off, off of rock wall on the rear side I saw, which is really unique, um, as well. Yeah. And, and that's cool. I, I don't know what that building's called that uh, unusually shaped building on the big, on the, on the side with the big windows. Um, oh, so that would be the boiler house where they power the you know yes. building and more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. boiler house. I mean, that is a really cool structure. It's all done in the uh, with the um, corrugated siding on it, and um, yeah. Now the base on that well, that you put yeah. on is is that concrete poured? Uh, I mean, did uh, you get with plaster? It's, it's, made, it's it, no, it's made to look like concrete, and um, it's actually laser cut MDF. Oh, okay. um, but the concrete, the concrete lines where you would see like the form boards that made the concrete wall. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a technique, um, Hal Reynolds showed me and he's used, uh, on a bunch of, some of his models. It's basically, you paint a wall, a concrete color, and you take some blue painter's tape and then starting at the top, you move the tape down about an eighth of an inch in nature scale. Cause you're figuring about a 12 or an eight inch board that was used to make the concrete. Mm-hmm. And then you take a brush with the same concrete color and just hit the edge of the tape. So when you pull the tape away, it leaves that line that looks like concrete pouring between two boards. Oh. And then you just oh, nice. take the tape away, you move it down another eighth and another eighth and another eighth, and you just keep doing that. And it's really convincing. I mean, you can make yeah. concrete you know, on, on anything. Um, you know, I, 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 I never the, knew that. I, I've seen yeah, you do I, that on other models and wondered... We got a tip from Doug tonight, everybody. That's that's how Reynolds. That's how Reynolds. Yeah, and it's it's brilliant. I mean, it just it's been it's a great way to make you know uh, yeah you could paint a concrete wall just a concrete color, but right. with that kind of texture and look, it just it looks fantastic. Ah, oh, so if you look at if you look at the um, the wall where the two water features are coming out, you know where the railing is down into the gorge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also a laser-cut MDF with that same technique where I just painted it concrete, put some tape on it, and then just brush against the tape, pull the tape away, move it down, put through it again and again. And it actually goes huh. pretty fast. It takes a couple of minutes. And then oh, once that's no. done, um, for that particular wall, since it's got moss and rust, I hit it with some um, uh, dull coat or a fixer or something just to seal it, and then I put on the weathering stuff, the rust and the, the moss. And, right. So it's pretty convincing. It looks like concrete to me. Oh yeah, it definitely does. And I've I've wondered yeah. it when I put together your last kit, your uh, your last uh, limited run, the um, uh, sorry, Rush Rock Falls that I'm working. 
Um, yeah. I didn't know how you did that on there because it looked like I was like, I want that kind of. So I didn't have that, but I had some kind of poured mold that we used, and I, oh. <laughs> I poured that in a blaster, put it up, and I'm like, hey, it looks kind of like that, you know? But yeah, <laughs> but now here I here's that's all I had to do. Oh my word! <laughs> yeah, well, it's good because you can apply it to anything. I mean, you could pour foundations and just just you know just yeah. tape around it and tape around it and. You know, it's oh. pretty forgiving. It doesn't have to look perfect because it doesn't. Yeah. You know, right, right. Um, so it's, it's it's a pretty simple technique. Jeez, and, and it's, so it's that, that'll so be, real. That'll be explained in the, that'll be explained in the instructions for this kit. Oh, cool, nice, cool. Yeah. Which is something you do uh, really well uh, on on yours now. Um, uh, th- now, speaking of which, the gorge itself, yeah. the gorge itself, you haven't like last time. Are you going to talk about how? to do the gorge itself yeah and the water the waterfall uh, right. the, the water okay. the, the waterfall techniques are similar where i use that that thin thread it's called sulky thread mm-hmm. um and i uh, you, you put it between two nails you put two nails on a board and you tie the string and you basically make like a web of this string that's all you know horizontal because the nails are in the board and then you apply some clear caulk to it let that dry and then you cut it, and now you have sheet material that's water texture, like running water. Right. So you just, you know, if you have a, um, a waterfall, or in this case it's got these concrete arches, I would first glue it to the surface of the river, so now this thing is standing vertically, and then once that dries, I use a hot glue gun, so it dries quickly and it dries clear. Then I bend it to the shape of the fallen water and then hot glue behind it and then just tap it down on the surface that it's coming from. And then you just have, now you have a waterfall. So it's it's very simple, but it looks very realistic. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a lot of fun, uh, you know, when you're done. And then there's, there's some white, um, some white water to make it look rough and agitated. That is, uh, that is a snow material from Vallejo. I'm looking for the bottle. I have it right here somewhere. Um, yeah, it's just called snow. And it's right. just like a um, an acrylic, white, clear, grainy texture. And oh. you just kind of brush it on and just make the shapes of, like, you know, water shooting up or out and around. And, oh, and after, nice. after it's dry, you can, you can put some gloss on top of it. It's a really, it's a really good way to do it. Your water always looks fantastic. <laughs> uh, and and like I said, I tried to duplicate it when I was doing my own um, in a similar way. Uh, I use a silicone. I use a silicone... Uh, caulk uh yeah and and, and use that was actually something from one of your waterfront videos i took that from um but yeah. and i and i made it coming out of the pipe like that and but now i now i want to get the snow stuff too so yeah but uh that's that's so cool now the the um the gorge itself i mean that was all is that all what's that made from uh, it's all uh, plaster poured plaster rocks. Um, okay. It's half and half. It's half is from are from molds. Okay. And then the other half I've carved car to blend all the sections together. Gotcha. Um, like the main the main slab or the the main surfaces of the the gorge or the molds, and then where it gets to the waterfall, I kind of had to you know you kind of need some custom work to get the shape you want. So that's just pink foam, which I shape with a either a knife or, or an electric wire cutter knife and mm-hmm. then put plaster on top of that and carve the plaster until you get the shape you want. Oh. I wanted a, I wanted a rock, a rock in the middle where the water is kind of coming around. So 
you know, that's where the molds are great, but you can't always get the shape you want. Right. So, right. Yeah, you can do both. Huh. Sweet. That gorge is, the, is, what's the overall size of that gorge? Like what's the dimensions? If you, if you could, could tell um, us. I'm right in front of it. I could tell you from the, from the concrete wall to the front is about 10 inches. And the width from the, the high points, it's about, it's about 13 inches wide. Okay. And it, and, and about a six inch drop from the street. Okay. Right. So, That's pretty good yeah. size. They're, they're looking yeah, at it's, it's, like a wide shoebox yeah, depth. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's great this, with this particular building. Um, when I started sketching it, when you view it from the bottom of the gorge, the building looks even bigger and more towering. And, you know, it's, it's a nice elevation change. Right. I love it. The, um, let me go back to that picture here. I, I, you know that cinder block building? I love those <laughs> kind of buildings. I'm a cinder block fan. Uh, I don't about see it very often before. either. I don't see it enough. That yeah. is my favorite part of the kit for some reason. I, I loved how that turned out. I love um, cinder block. I, I love, I love yeah. trying to, to duplicate the color to make it look like that. And uh, I've, I've had a lot of fun. Like you said, having patience. One time I built yeah. one. And it wasn't your kit. I'm sorry, but it was, I think it was Kenny Crump's uh, kit. Yeah. He had a cinder block wall on it a while back. And I, I painted, I had more fun with that wall than I did most of the rest. <laughs> And I, it was one of my favorite yeah. buildings to build, but I had the most fun with that single cinder block wall that I had with anything. Just trying to, you know, get the match up yeah. the old center block. So yeah, well, it's a, it seems simple. You know, they're gray and it's white mortar. I mean, how hard can it be? But it's actually it was very difficult yeah. <laughs> to get it right. <laughs> so, Doug, um, I want to ask so, you um, yeah. on the top of the main building. Um, yeah, you know, you have your I don't know what you'd call them. They're they're the the peaks, the metal. You know, you see, they're the fancier looking peak of the building, the metal parts. And oh, the, the finial at the very, very top? The finial, yes. Yeah. You have a pretty yeah. cool green patina on that, as well as a, you know, a couple of the eaves on the dormers. I got yeah. that correct this time. Um, how do yeah, you... Ooh, that's different. I haven't seen that either. I'm sorry. I'm glad you brought that up, Brett. Yes, so it's just that... He it's, did the eaves with the green Yeah, tint. Yeah, I like that. So can you kind of give our, yeah. our listeners, uh, who and or anyone that might already have the kit who's listening, or not have it, but have already yeah. placed their order for it, how you achieve that like patinaed metal look with the green there? You actually even yeah, put it on the, the ridge, green, the, the ridge cap of the shingles too. Uh, uh, yes, yeah. Um, it's it's supposed to be patinaed copper, which turns you know copper turns green after it's been exposed for a few years. Um, so basically, it's taking any medium green color. You could take like a Kelly green, like even a kid's poster paint green, mix some white in it. So you get like a pastel Easter kind of green, mm-hmm. and paint 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 the object that kind of, that that color, but then by itself it's too flat. So then I go back and dry brush it white to to highlight some edges, and then after that I've been taking the um, the AK Interactive uh, dirt and dust, dirt dust and deposits, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a tan earthy wash and very thin and with mineral spirits just to. You know, it just makes it a little irregular and not so flat. And I just put that on top of that same copper finish, the green patina. That's, that's pretty much it. That's so, cool. it's, so it's making making the pastel green color, which you could probably even buy a pastel green already mixed. Pistachio mint. 
exactly. Yeah, there there's pistachio mint by one of them. I have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just paint, paint, what, paint whatever's copper that color. Dry brush yep. it white, and then add some some grime to it. And, and I wanted a, something light, so the the dirt dust and deposits is pretty subtle. It's a tan, earthy, right. dusty wash. So and that's it. Huh. Well, it looks. So, yeah. So the. Yeah, the the finial was, um, I had um, my friend uh, Leo at Crow River, I had him make that for me because I wanted this, the finial to be special for this tower. It had to be a nice, you know, nice yeah, it's decorative got, piece. It looks a little bigger than your normal finial that I've seen on other ones. Yeah. It's, it's got like a bigger yep. ball on the base. Yeah. 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 When it's yeah. such a yeah. focal yeah. point yeah. of that roof, as I'm looking at that yeah. building, my eye keeps getting drawn to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, I mean, old old buildings, even when they were factories, they were all very decorative and beautiful instead of, you know, the boxes we have now. So it's uh, nice to play around with that. Right. I mean, um, believe it or not, back in the day, people had pride in in uh, their most Commercial of them were family-run structures, or they, and they were family-owned. Yeah. And, and your yeah. success and wealth was shown... You know, not to be not not that they were egotistical, but you know your prominence. It was more of a business. status thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. You know, I mean, even 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 back then, I'm always amazed that when you watch a movie, a period movie that's in the 1800s or even the early 1900s, and it's uh, it's showing some someone who's either either poor or impoverished, they're still well dressed. Everyone was well dressed. They still wore a suit and hat. <laughs> yes. And now you go to a rest, you go to a nice restaurant and there's someone wearing flip flops and a t shirt, you know. <laughs> Sweatpants uh, at Hey, I'm sorry I do that, man. I don't mean to We don't let him out. We don't let my dad out. We don't let him out in public very often. He wears his his sweatpants <laughs> that say juicy across the butt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. o- o- only to the weddings and the funeral. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. So, uh, but, yeah. so this is uh, this is the next building I wanted to talk to you about was the uh, the the hardware store, which is yeah is uh, also another. Every one of your buildings is unique, and the, and the hardware store is. I mean, I I've seen other hardware stores, but. Not like this, because it's got a foundation to it as well and, in the well, back. And off the back side of it, it looks like four other buildings attached on yeah. haphazardly. It does. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. they're different covered yeah. buildings. Yeah, well, the idea was that they, they started building on the edge of this you know cliff and this gorge uh, geography, and they quickly ran out of room, and, you know, they... They, there's one section that doesn't even have a foundation. It's just got some timber supports. It's kind of like bridging a gap. It's like a mini gorge, and then it goes over to these other buildings. And they just kept adding them, and it kind of curves around and hugs the cliffs, and um, it just makes it a little interesting. You know, my biggest goal, I think, uh, when I'm doing this, these big kits, is to make the buildings look like they really are in the ground and 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 evolved over time, and they're just. You know, they're not just dropped on top of a flat surface. So, right. Um, I mean, that's that's even the case with you know, with real good architecture. It looks like it's part of the earth, or it's it's site and and, and mm-hmm. works together with everything. So, right. it's a big uh, a big part of it. Yeah, and and it's it's great because you you have that mindset. Like I said earlier, you think dimensionally, uh, not just 
you know flat flat earth modeler and um it's it's uh you know the earth isn't flat and i don't know why a lot of people feel they had to model it that way but uh it's uh, you know and, and we're guilty of it too sometimes uh, ourselves but yeah but that that hardware store with the add-ons okay i've been in a hardware store like that i've actually been in a train shop like that where you walk through and you go to the next room and there's another building that was attached to it they stuck it on and then there's another room and another building and you just keep winding your way through it and you're like how am i ever going to get out of this store but <laughs> but uh i've been in a hardware store just like this this is really really unique that you've done this i love it yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, you know, as even as a aside from it visually being interesting, just as a modeler, it goes from clapboard to board by board to board and batten to roofing paper with with battens on it, and and you know, it's just fun to mix it all up and try different techniques as you're going. Right. Now the sign that's on the front, the big blue sign, or oh, all these signs, you the 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 ones for the businesses themselves, you designed those on your own. Uh, the business name signs, yeah. I mean, there's lots yeah. of vintage signs and posters, but the, the main right. signs are done on, yeah. Cool. The one that has the, the blue uh, the blue sign on the very front of that, and it says yeah, about the, the furniture. furniture, cabinet yes. work, and yeah. Uh, that's so cool. That is really, I mean, I, and, and, and see, that's a, that's what you're, that's what's cool about these kits that, that like this, this limited run, is that not only have you put in a, a, an a enormous amount of time trying to design and prepare this to get it ready each year. Then on top of the building and design work, you've got to sit and come up with signs <laughs> on top of it to make it even more unique, you know, which is, yeah. which is impressive. And, and what's you got cool about it. And you got to paint all these detail parts and all these people and do some scenery. Right, like right. it's not just, just the building. To present it to us <laughs> just to present it to us, you know, so we can see it and go, oh, that's so – I got to Doug's, Doug's already tired of it by the time it, it gets up here because he's been working on it all, <laughs> all for four months. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm pretty sick of it already. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to do something else. But now we're, you know, we're in production. But yeah. So yeah. it's got to be done. But the cool thing is you put all this work into it and everything that you see and we see on it. And that's what people, a lot of people don't understand. When I was building this particular kit now I have now, last year's model. My my father came over to my house uh, a month or two ago, and when I first yeah. started, and I was showing him, and uh, he came into my workshop and he was like, "That's pretty wild." He said, "I said he goes, I, did you design that?" I said, "No, man, it's right here. It's all on this box. Dad, it all came in this box. Every bit of this came with this, and I'm able to create what he. Sh I showed him photos of your work, uh, you know, from from your previous at, you know." advertisement when you had it last year and i said see this is what this is what i'm gonna build and he's going that's all in there and he designed it all and you can make it exactly the same way just out of that box i said yeah and that's you know, we we all know that as you know builders that that's what we do mm -hmm. but you know this is beyond your normal kit this is this has so much more because it has your 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 structural foundation and it gives you um, the the whole process of putting together the the diorama itself, if you choose to make it the way you have, you've given them every tool and resource or tip on how to do that, and um, 
it's all on that little box. So it's not a little box, but you know, it's a, uh, and, and I think that we need to take that into account that, you know, when, when we, when we make the, an adventure like this, or we step into something, this, this consuming, this is what you, you're getting it. You, you get, it's all there for you, you know? So you can create yeah. what Doug has created, which is cool. Yeah, or you can vary it up. Yeah, I mean, I always like seeing someone do something different to it too. So, and I, I'm, I'm sure that's mm-hmm. what Jason's going to do when Jason Jensen gets this. He's going to sure. change it into something completely different, <laughs> and he'll do it in one. He'll do it in one night. So uh, <laughs> we, we won't have to wait too long after he gets the kit. Yeah, he'll be up for yeah. a week because he'll have six pots of coffee that night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and now, yeah, you don't have to wait for him to build it. That's for sure. And even, even, I mean. If anyone's listening, you don't have to vary it up to the to the point that Jason does and these guys do. You can vary it up. I mean, I did. I did the. I have one building left to kind of wrap up, Doug, on the terminal, which is the uh, canal, the, the market, the Canal Street Market, just because it it fit into a really precarious area where I put it. But I you know, I decided to put mine on the side of a hill, like on the hill, and uh, yeah. which presented its own challenges, like your your um, the the garage. What's that? Oh man, what's the name of the little garage? I'm looking at it, but I can't see the sign for the front of it. But the the little garage uh, between the diner. Oh, go ahead. The diner. Not the diner. It oh, was the, the MD. The MD garage in, in Rust Rock. No, no, no. This was on the terminal. It was, oh, the little tiny. It's just a garage door it between was be- the two buildings. Yeah, basically. between the yellow um, restaurant yeah. and uh, the the big the big mill. The big yeah. mill. Yeah. So that one, I had to actually add walls all the way around rather than just being a two-wall connector section. So, you know, these when when people think about how crazy Jason will go with it or, or, or they'll see guys like Frank Varga and they'll go absolutely bananas with a kit, just going crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to go that far with it. You can just put it up on some elevation and change it up that way. You know, it's you don't have to do it exactly yeah. like the box has it laid out. In, in fact... Just looking at how you have this one laid out, I was looking at, I was thinking of ways that someone else could, um, you know, change it up just slightly even. Like there's the little dead end where the little concrete um, cinder block structure is, I mean. You could certainly make that a thoroughfare, a a throughway street and just change that Mm -hmm. up a little bit. So, you know, people people, people don't, they don't have to follow the box exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, it's the best part of, part of this hobby. You do whatever the heck you want. You know, there's right. no, yeah. There's, there's no zoning board. There's no building code. <laughs> you just whatever you want. And one of the key people that we know that does that, his name is on your building. Yeah, Mr. Barga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And he was tickled to death, by the way, when he saw that. I I knew that yeah. for a fact. <laughs> Um, but, I'm, uh, glad. I'm glad. I'm like, I really enjoy doing that. Uh, I can't even dream of what he's going to do. Oh, my <laughs> so, uh, well, it's going to be it's going to be two blocks long, and uh, you know, there's going to be a subway underneath the, it, and four kids high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and <laughs> there will be smoke smoke coming out of those vents. <laughs> yeah. so. Oh man! So I actually have something. This is not part. You know. It's, anyone could do this with one of your with any build, not even yours, just anything they're working on. On the main structure, um, the handrail. I've never seen this, and it, it 
It's. I zoomed <laughs> I was in. Hoping someone would notice that. I zoomed in, and it has blown my mind. I want to do this on my next, my next warehouse or any yeah. kind of industrial build I do. You've striped the handrail yeah. black and white. I mean, black and yellow. It looks like like a caution. Yeah, paint. it is. It That's is. awesome. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I never would have thought <laughs> to do that. I, I love black and yellow striped anything, you know. Um, and I wanted to try it on something. I was going to do it like on the loading dock where the, the built, you know, a truck would pull up. But I said, yeah. you know what? That's been done. Kind of done things like that. And the railing always, you know, lots of railings have it where you want to see the railing. So that. Uh, so the easiest way to do that uh, is the the railing's laser cut. It's all one piece. And the lower portion, I left a rust color, so I just used a brown Sharpie marker. And then the top rail, the handrail part where you're going to grab, I painted it uh, yellow and let that dry. And then take a black Sharpie and just make the black the black marks, Man, marks basically. I love that. Yeah. That, do you well, see I, that, Dad? Yeah, I do. Um, now I do. I didn't see it at first till now. So you said something. <laughs> what were you but saying, Doug? at it. You know, otherwise, you know, the, the railing probably would have got lost. I mean, you would have seen it, but now it's kind of interesting, you know, just from doing that. As soon as I got to that photo, my, as soon as I saw that photo, my eye went right to that that railing. There, there is a photo <laughs> with that rail on. It's at an angle. It's off to the right side, and you're looking down at it. And one of the other cool things that I'm noticing right now on this, and I noticed it a lot with your kits, you don't put the same door. You do a lot of laser cut doors and things, which is cool. Yeah. Okay. But you don't just do the same door over and over and over and over again. These doors are all yeah. different from right to left. We got this dirty up. There's like five. Ass, there's like four different black doors. And it's a brand, yeah. It's got a double pane window over top of it. That's right near that rail. Yeah. And if you go to the left of that, you got a, a wood slat door with uh, a diamond, a diamond window. shaped window. Yeah. And then if you go to the next one, there's a there's a door with three windows that go horizontally above one of, you know, one above each other. And uh, I guess a million between each one, but it's got I've never seen a door like I've seen a door like that. I've never seen a door like that on the models, you know? Hmm. So each one of your models, each one of your doors all the way around this thing, even the doors on to the right side of the dock, same deal, all different. They have, that has yeah. the, the windows over top, uh, uh, you know, what do they call that, the windows over top of the door. Or the um, we're, we're horrible with, with oh, the, the transom, trans- yeah, trans- transom windows. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's a different kind of transom window. Every door has its own uniqueness, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, and there's a, uh, the the section between the boiler house and the main building, which is another concrete section. There's a mm-hmm. door with a window, and it's a it's another kind of regular door that, uh, that I I was at my chiropractor and my face in one of those things on the <laughs> table where you lay down, uh-huh. and I looked up and and the door the door leaving out that room was that door. I was like, oh, that's perfect. I've never done that one. Before. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's my chiropractor's door. Uh, <laughs> the places you draw inspiration, I, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I want to move over to the diner, Mulder's Diner. Yeah. Now, you've done a couple diners in the past, um, and I still have a pancake house to build. I've been itching to build that damn thing, and I'm going to finish up this live build with with, um, Jimmy 
and I'm working on a whole scene around that. So there's a bunch of work with that. The next thing I do is going to be that little pancake house. But diners, and we have a couple listeners that love diners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dan, like Dan Pugat, shout out to Dan. He mm-hmm. loves different diners. Um, right. So what? this mm-hmm. one's a little different. I haven't seen a style diner this way before from you. It's kind of... It's kind of like chunky and blocky looking. It's it's awesome looking, but it's very rigid looking. Yeah, I mean, I've I've done the standard diner that looks like a train coach a couple of times, so I didn't want to do right. the same same idea, you know. And I I love doing little food joints, so I kind of can't get enough of those. Um, so yeah, it's just a, it's a little different. Uh, it's got a little takeaway window and uh, and you know. Oh yeah, I see that. There's a little. There's a lady in there. Looks like she's shouting out the window with her hands in the air. Yeah, it's yeah. Mulder's <laughs> yeah. Diner. Uh, you're not a Alias friend or uh, fan fan, are you? Oh, I think you mean X Files, but uh, X Files, X Files, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm okay. not. Uh, it's actually a, a customer's name. Uh, okay, uh, a customer that's bought, bought kits for many years. Nice. And I his name and... My wife watched all those X Files and the Alias. I got them all mixed up, but I'm sure. <laughs> yes, I knew it was Mulder. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So oh, that wow. structure looks like it's a lot of. It, there's. It doesn't look like there's much laser cut on that. Is it a lot of uh, scale lumber, for that one? Uh, no. Uh, well, the, the sides. Well, the back wall is scribed uh, siding, and so is the lower section of the end side. Oh. And then there's the billboard on top of that, and the front is a laser cut storefront, and the vertical. Uh, sections and the, and the header are all laser cut so you don't have oh. to cut anything oh wow well. so it's all pre, pre-cut nice it just um, looks like big tim like bigger not timbers but bigger uh, beams there in the front so i figured it was board by board yeah no it's a, it's a, probably it's like 30 332 square very cool uh, columns basically you know it, even Scott, better now uh, one of the things that you mentioned the, the brett mentioned the uh the diners and stuff and you do a lot of your kid of the month club kits um, that you have, and people need to go check that out as well. Uh, we love kid of the month club. Um, it you you do you do an amazing job on novelty type buildings like that with the color schemes and uniqueness, the total uniqueness. Is that something that that's a? I think that's a pension of yours, isn't it? So those kind of buildings. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's our, our first kit was uh, the first kit I did, Big Lou's Grill. You know, started that way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with the big the lunch signs and the eat, eat here and all right. that stuff. I love the, I love the graphics. I love signs, old signs anyway. Um, so yeah, right. any chance to do that. And the color schemes you give it match the time eras, which is really awesome. They take me back to when I was in, you know, in the seventies and sixties and stuff. When I, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, and my parents and grandparents took me to places like that, and it had the yeah. same designs and, and colors and stuff. And you don't see that in models anywhere, you know, with the exception of uh, like a lifelike building that was designed back then. You know, outside of that, <laughs> you don't see a, a, yeah, no yeah. craftsman like that. You know, it's yeah. cool. Well, the, I mean, the, it's kind of like we when we talked about your episode with the signage um, mm-hmm. with Jason and uh, Jake Johnson. Um, you know, it's it's like the typefaces and the fonts have to be correct. Sort of the colors, the colors. You know, specifically in the fifties and sixties, that there were really saturated reds, really saturated yellows. Right. Um, 
like like super bright you like you don't even believe it's real but there are some you know you're, if you're lucky to find some color photos from the 40s and 50s and they're there's they're out there that's exactly what they were there was crazy bright red you know? yeah um and uh that, but those, those reds faded in the sun so quickly too they became really pale at the same time so it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see the older sides too yeah i love the fact that you design stuff like that that we can you know, we can, it, it brings that back. It brings, it's yeah. not just, it's, yeah. it's totally, no, that's, and that's the theme of your, of your title of your company is uh, unique structures and, and they're truly unique. But, um, oh boy. So, wow. So that, oh, go ahead, Brett. No, I'll, you were going to say something. No, 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 you go ahead. I was just going to, I was going to move on to uh, the next little thing I saw. Okay. And that is the, uh, so you have a, this is something I don't think I've talked with. We don't, we haven't talked with you about this in the past, but um, not just with this limited run kit, but all the kits that you do and a lot of the the bigger kits you do, I see a lot of variation in the um, uh, tar paper roofing that you have. So the one thing that I've started to try to do and I've seen, I actually took it from you when I was looking at your photos here, when I was working on the terminal kit, is to try to change up the color of the tar paper roofing. So the one thing I see a lot of people do is use black all the time as a default for everything, for tar paper. Yeah. And on here you have some greens, you have on the other structure you put some some red tones or rust looking tones in your tar paper. Can you kind of talk about your variation and color choices when you when you're doing rolled paper roofing? Yeah, or rolled um, roofing. I, well, I guess again, it's not all like, tar paper. Some yeah. would be rubber. Uh, yeah, but it, it would look the same, I guess. In uh, NHO, it's basically you know strips that are you know three eighths of an inch wide or so, and um, but basically it's like all the other building materials. You want to add as much variety as possible. If it was all black, it kind of look kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even within the black, you could do different shades of black, you know, um, like for, for a regular black roof, I've been trying to use, um, I'll spray paint it black with a matte black, uh, flat black spray. And then I'll take a gray medium primer gray and just kind of mist over it and then go back again with black again until you get that kind of speckled tar paper look. And then it just, again, it adds more variety. So once you start cutting up those strips out of, after you spray that sheet of paper, you've got a real nice palette of different strips of paper. And then when you start putting them next to each other, they, you know it breaks up the monotony of even a black roof. And then if you're trying to make something that looks a little, um, you know, that was repaired over time, you know, maybe they had some red roofing and they didn't, you know, go through the expense of finding the matched and black roofing, and you just mix it up. Right. Um, but generally, it's it's black, red, and green. Um, and some gray, but you know, other than that, I don't know what other color you'd try to do it, but even the green, uh, I'll spray paint it like a sage green spray paint and then spray black over that. So it kind of gives it that textured speckled look, you know, um, and just, you just keep playing with different shades of it and and the more, the better. I like that. Um, It it just, you know, it changes the roofing look. I think a lot of people, and I, I was guilty of it too. I know my dad did it too. Um, we did black when you get paper rolled paper roofing or roll rubber sheet roofing is yeah use black and um 
Yeah. When you do when you do it the way you did it, it you know has a lot of it's very subtle variation. But when you start to look deeper into the colors that you choose on the roof, even when it's all even when you do black, yeah. you have you know a lot of gray speckles or a lot of variation in the black. Yeah. Uh, rolled paper roofing or rolled yeah. rubber roofing. I've tried to avoid black in the last year, two years. Uh, you know, as a straight black. I mean, right. I tried to go with like charcoal. Yeah. Or um, there's one called soft black, and it's got like a little brownish hue to the black. And uh, I've, I've done pretty decent with that. But yeah, I mean, the, the straight black all the time, you know, it just it's yeah, it, it can you can over, you can overdo it. But um, yeah, yeah, I think that's great. I love seeing different colored. I love what you did with the reds and different shades of reds. It's not like you said. It's not just one. It's not just the same like you know brick color red. It's uh, right. it's various tones of reds, and each sheet's different, which is sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the roofing. You know, you know. I, I'm not the first person to say this, but the roofing is one of the biggest things we see on a model because we're looking mm-hmm. down on everything most of the time. So um, it's it's a big part of uh, you know it should be it should be something you really consider. Right. Not yeah. just an afterthought. Um, so it's, it's, it's worth looking at. You know, <laughs> again, this is where Google Maps comes in handy too, or you know, <laughs> Google and Earth. The, the satellite view of yeah, the satellite view of buildings and stuff is, is a great way to see things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a, a spot on my roof where I had to re-shingle, and I used what I thought was a match, and I've Google Earth down <laughs> to my roof. And yeah. there, you could tell the difference of where I, I where I reshingled roof. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, well, uh, that's you funny. Have to, you have to get out your your big dry brush and just kind of blend it together. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be, be fine. <laughs> A giant can of uh, of doll coat. Just seal it up. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so so, um, so Doug, I I want to I want to ask you um, because I think a lot of people see what you do and and. And everyone sees what what the final product is whenever anyone's looking at a photo, whether it's on our website or your website for your your e-commerce store. Mm-hmm. Especially especially the finalized products that you see, you know, on a shopping site. Um, we have the luxury of doing this because we work live, and sometimes we really goof some stuff up on our live videos, and we are very. Uh, yeah. We're very upfront about it, but what are a couple of challenges that you ran into when you were when you were doing this? And now, obviously, you were doing it. Uh, you were doing the first run of it, so you're doing the first build. But what are some things that people should you know just keep in mind when they're working on this? Maybe some snags you ran into as you were working on this one. Um, well, I guess the, the biggest one is, is arranging the buildings and kind of getting your geography and the elevations. You know. Um, the right height of things and so forth. So I did play with some mock-up cardboard shapes, basically, of the same buildings. And, you know, you just kind of play with them kind of like building blocks. And right. I push them around or I'll, you know, take one away and put it back. And, um, I mean, it's, 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 it's not as easy to explain other than to say it's, it's right when it looks right. So, you know, when you're arranging your buildings, you, you know when you know. You glue it down. Yeah. Yeah, don't 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 be in such a rush to just you know get this one down. Just just get them all done, each separate structure, and just kind of play with them. 
um, it's a lot easier to just, you know, move around and glue it down and try to pry it back up without destroying it, uh, which I have done in some <laughs> cases where, you know, not this kit, but, you know, it's just it's the nature of modeling. You right. Know, you don't like it, you tear it up. Yeah. And it's just it's just cardboard and foam and stuff, so it's not a big deal. But, um, yeah, so I, I just, I, for some reason, this particular kit, I was very conscious of taking my time. You know, I was like, again, I said it earlier, uh, you know, if something was going wrong, I was like, why is it, what, what's, what is my problem here? What's, what's going wrong? And it's like, it's because it takes time. I'm not giving it the time it needs. And that's exactly what it was. It's like the only way to take those, those 11 dormers, the only way to make them and make them right is going to take as long as it takes. It's not five minutes. Right. Yeah. You know, um, and that's not to say you can't model fast. I can model quickly, but some things you just gotta, just, just get through it, you know. I I right. I can attest to that. Uh, my dad will often joke I, that I model faster, kind of, um, especially when I'm doing these lives. I think everybody models faster than I do. But, for but no, but no, but but I will say, you know, there especially with the terminal. The terminal took me a couple months, um, and I was working on a couple other things in between. Um, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I, I still actually have the I still have the one building to finish actually. So. It, technically not 100% finished. I'm like 90% done. But still, there's moments where you hit some speed bumps and you have to just kind of take a step back and look at it. And this is with any kit you yeah. do. Just take a step back, look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't force it just to get it out of the mm-hmm. way and over with. If you got to put it away yeah. and set it aside for a week and work on something else and come back to it, sometimes that moment of genius will come back yeah. to you when you're working on something different. So, uh, yeah. 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 My old, and, my and old, the thing my, about your... I was gonna Go just. Ahead, I was just gonna finalize up on that question. Was you know the reason I asked that was everyone sees, you know Doug's final work and it's it's always outstanding. It's always outstanding. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to see if there were some things that you were working on, like you said, with those dormers or or anything like that, where you know people don't understand the full story behind it. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience. You don't just whip these yeah. things together overnight. Um, so yeah. You're just as yeah, much I mean, of a modeler I, 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 as we are. As far yeah, as no, I mean, and, and you're I'm, still. I can. I can. I didn't mean to say like skill wise. I just meant you know you still run the same snags that all of us do. Yeah, and I I, I can be a crap crap modeler if I choose to. And I have to. I do it often. I I know when I'm. It's because I'm I'm going too fast. You know, and that's really half the skill I guess of modeling is doing something slowly. You know. Right. Um, it's it's, uh, it's, it's kind of like uh, I was uh, showing someone how to use a tractor uh, last week. And um, it's, if you go slow, nothing bad will really happen. <laughs> right. it's, like, it's a big machine. It's a big, strong machine. And it's, you know, it might seem intimidating, but if you do it slowly, even if you bump into something or something, it's, it's not going to be too bad. But if you're barreling through it, you're going right. to break stuff, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same thing. If you're if you're, you know, trying to weather something really quickly, and you're, you're going to get brush strokes or you're dry brushing, you're going to get all this this kind of heavy heavy weathering. It's not going to work. Yeah. So much, so so much of the weathering we do is so subtle and mm-hmm. so light that you you don't need you, you you need very little to make to make something look, um, you know, weathered properly and to scale and so on and so on. Right. So it's 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 really about 
slowing yourself down. And I guess I was very conscious of that because I, you know, it's, of course, this is a commercial enterprise for me. I have to get it done in a certain period of time. Right. Right. What I kept telling myself is none of that matters because this is, this, this thing takes time right. and it's just not going to happen if I, if I plow through it. So right. that's, that's, that's what I was thinking about when I was building this thing. Nice. Jason and I have Jason. We've had Jason on here many times as we've mentioned before, but, um, him and I have talked about this. We've all said this, and I think we probably talked about that with you with the, the patience thing is to yeah. definitely uh, make sure you have you, you have to have patience and you have to take time with these things. Um, you were saying about doing the subtle brush strokes and, and such with weathering with chalks and things like that. Um, I'll do that. I mean, I'll take I'll, I'll I'll look at it and just look and look and look at it and figure out where I want to put this. Uh, particular, you know, streaks, or you know, if I'm using any of the military modeling type, uh, you know, paints mm-hmm. out there that I sometimes work with it. Um, I, I, I'm very, very careful on how how much I put on in one little spot. And if I, and I may stop right there and say, you know what, that's enough to look at for now. And I'll shut the lights off and call it quits for a little bit, and maybe come back in a couple hours. I did it last weekend, and mm-hmm. look at it again and go, you know what. Now I think I could add one over here. You know, it, 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 that's the kind of patience that I seen sometimes seem to take, um, rather yeah. than try and do it all at one time. If you if you do all that at one time, you may overwhelm and junk it up. You know, so yeah, yeah. But um, one of the things I wanted to mention here tonight, and uh, I, and it's something it's obviously with this kit as well, but it's with all your kits, and and then, and then <clears throat> I need to. I said earlier about the people not um, having, uh, not being, trying not to be intimidated by building these. If you have some, exp- I think you need to have some experience modeling a little bit before you step into something this big. Um, but um, obviously, if you built some kits and you start feeling confident that you could maybe take your time, like we were saying, and build them, you can do it. But this is something we probably never said to you, and we definitely never said it to anybody else. Um, uh, Brett and I were talking about it last week. He but he doesn't even know where I'm going to go with this. But I'm lost um, already. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, one of the things that we talked about with, recently, Brett and I were discussing the ease of your kits in not that not building them. Okay, they're they're difficult in in ways as well, but the preciseness of your kits and how they are so well cut. And right. I can say this. No other kit that we've ever worked with has been so well designed to where when you put it together, it is it is a match. It's spot on. The edges work. I not run into issues at all with your kits when it comes to design work and making it the way the instructions tell me to do it. Um, to where things match up, or I got to trim something off, or got to sand something back. Um, I not run into that with your kits. That's a testament that I can give no other kit manufacturer. And I thought we'd just share that with you tonight. But uh, well, so thanks. yeah, thanks. Just, I mean, I, I hope so. <laughs> that. I mean, it's just very well thought they, out. They, they 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 should fit well because they fit for me, you know. And mm-hmm. if they didn't, I corrected it when I was building it. Um, but I, you know. I'm sure some instructions for some people there aren't enough or there's too much and there's always this debate of you know um, so and it's all a lot of it a lot of it I think is subjective and how much you 
how much information you need or want. Yeah. Right. You know, some people don't want a lot. Some people need a ton. Now, and it's impossible to please everybody, but you try, you know. Now, right. um, Doug, I wonder, when I was going through the limited run kit uh, of my own, do you do you treat the instructions for the limited run kit differently than you do for one of the smaller kits or one of the more beginner level kits? Uh, I don't think so. I okay. mean, you need the information you need, whether it's, you know, for the yeah. one car garage, there should be enough information to get you to complete that thing and, and just, so on. So it's just, they're bigger, they're bigger because there's more. Right. You know, right. There's not much. Okay. No, different I, about it. I kind of, um, I was just wondering cause I felt like, you know, you, I didn't know if you intend, if you would leave room for interpretation of like kind of seeing what people would come up with at all in your kits. Um, sometimes I notice I would, you would leave little, not hints, but like, like suggestions to try things differently. And, and, and I noticed that quite a bit in the the terminal build at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, because if if I stumbled upon it while I was building it, I will, you know, I would want to share that because someone might find it useful or, yeah, you don't um, necessarily tell them how to do it two, two or three different ways, but you say, you know, hey, well, you could also try it like, like this to achieve a different effect. I've I've seen you do that a couple times with with different instructions. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm sure there's I I I'm almost positive there's a group of people that will not even look at the instructions once, <laughs> and you just start start building. But that's great. I mean, if that's you know. I mean, I've done that with other kits of, on my, you know, or you, you buy a tool and you assemble it and you don't even look at the instructions. And, you know, um, <laughs> right. most of the time it works, but sometimes you're, you know, you're cursing yourself, you really should have looked at the instructions. But, I've, I've uh, been there where, you know. I've been there where, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then and I've not read the instructions yeah. the entire way and it comes together perfectly. And then there's times where I'm three quarters of the way through a you kit and going everything yeah you're like damn i gotta undo all these walls or i gotta do ah i wish i just read the instructions <laughs> yeah. the first time so sometimes yep. it's it's a kind yep. of a coin flip you you luck out or you don't yeah yeah that's just a thing <laughs> some of us have and some of us don't and i don't often so uh, yeah. when you tell them uh to do the roads on your on the in the directions i guess you covered that what do you what do you have what did you use there um, I, I used the AK asphalt okay. uh, for the surface of the road, uh, but I put it on top of, uh, I've been using cork, okay. sheets of, uh, six, 16th inch cork, mm-hmm. um, which you can buy in rolls. And, and I use 3M transfer tape to kind of secure it down. Uh, and for some reason it's, it's, it's got a little bit more grab to it than just putting it directly on the pink foam base or whatever you're using for your base. Right, uh, and it's just it's just got a nice texture. It feels it feels good when you're traveling on it, like you're really grabbing it. Yeah. Um, I did I did make one mistake that I'll never do again, and I used foam core under a portion the, the raised portion of the diorama. Uh-huh. I needed the, I needed an extra quarter of an inch of height, and I didn't have any plywood, so I used <laughs> foam core, and it's oh, horrible because it just it just it's not solid. It's not a solid foundation. It's just so uh. flimsy. Yeah, um, and I I really regretted that. So next time I'm back to you know if I need some something like that, I would use plywood or the cork or. What did you uh, use to weather your road? Um, I use a uh, again. I go back to the the AK 
dirt and deposits, dust, mm-hmm. dirt and deposits. Oh, okay. And I kind of blo- blotch that on in, in little random patches, and then I yeah. bomb it with mineral spirits to let it bleed in everywhere. And then for some streaks and cars going by, it's just black chalk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With a brush and just kind of, you know, blow it around. And then maybe there's some light gray. And I just keep, again, it's one of those things that's just got to look right. And I try to right. fade it away because out of, out of the straight out of the can or the jar, the AK stuff, it, it'll look like a new road. And I certainly don't want that. Yeah, well, that's what I got yeah, now, and I very... asked for my own selfish reasons. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a, it's a nice black material, and it's got yeah. that sparkle that asphalt has, but it's yeah. too new looking, so you got to really bring it down. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I put it on this diorama over here, and I was like, man, happy weather because I, I I was trying to do it the way the one book was telling me with the AK and I'm like, Oh yeah. no, you kidding me. Oh my gosh. And it's, it yeah. wasn't, it, and it wasn't turning out now. So I was like, you know what? I'm asking Doug because he got, he got yeah. to work. <laughs> well, the, uh, AK has a, a video just for that asphalt. They make a little road section. Yeah. And everything you need to know about making the road and weathering it is in that 10 minute video. So right. if you find it, I actually have it. If you, if you go to my, to my website where the asphalt is to buy in the description is that video okay and basically it's the same technique i try to use you know oh uh, nice yeah so it's pretty simple you just gotta yeah you know copy what they're doing so now the the kit itself um the the overall kit tell us you know tell us how it's sold i mean is you said Mm -hmm. Is there an extra building you could? No, there's not an extra building you can order to it. It's the. Uh, I'll let you tell it. Yeah. Uh, well, the, there is an extra building. That's the carpenter carpentry oh, okay. shop. Okay. Gotcha. So, that, so that's optional. Uh, the okay. basic kit or the, the main kit, I guess, is the big red mill with the boiler house, the okay. machine shop, the diner, and that little tire shack. So that's okay. that's the basic kit. That's okay. um, three seventy five. Mm-hmm. And then the carpentry shop is an additional seventy five, but it's it's probably a hundred and five dollar value, so it's a good deal oh, to yeah. buy it with you know, there's a there's a lot in that little That's a heck of a itself. kit on its own um, by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then the the concrete the, the laser cut walls that are the concrete arches on each side of the structure where the river goes through, that's an option too. That's uh nine bucks or nine ninety five, I think. Mm-hmm. And I did that separately because I know not everyone's going to do that same scene. So, right, right. You know, there's no reason to, to add ten dollars to the kit. You know, if, you, if you're not going to need it. Sure. Uh, but if you want it, it's, it's there to, to purchase. So. And, and that's, so, yeah, that's, that's a more than reasonable price for something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and the the arches, the way it works, if you, it's kind of a trick where you know, obviously the the, the arch doesn't go all the way under the building. That there's no mm-hmm. tunnel. I mean, you certainly could do that with some PVC pipe or something if you wanted to, but uh, the arch goes back about a half an inch, but the laser mm-hmm. cut material is only eighth inch MDF, so there are three sections of just the arch part that you stack up to make that depth uh, uh-huh. to set back about a half half an inch or so. So it gives you an illusion of, you know, and then it just, you paint it flat black and it just kind of disappears into the dark. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. That's, like I said, that's, that's pretty neat. The um, and like I said, that extra structure, that's a, that's a bargain yeah. for that price for the for what you're getting out of it. That's a that's a decent sized structure too. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall, overall, there's a, there's a lot crammed in there. I think it's a really good value. Um, you know, I, I tend to put too much in there, but it's just cause it's my own person. I want it to look a certain way. And if it means right. extra, a few extra buildings, it, it, it's worth it to me. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. Is, uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I found that, that you just to for the amount of man hours you'll put into your model, and you break it down mm-hmm. per dollar, it's yeah. Oh, it's a it's bargain. A steal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cheaper cheaper than most entertainment activities or whatever else we could be doing. You it's know. way right. cheaper than a night to movies, and we can't go there right now. So you know, <laughs> yeah, might exactly. as well save yep. those date, yep. save up those date nights, and get yourself a limited run kit. So how yeah. how many? Yeah. So this is this will be aired on Friday. How many available are left? To purchase, um, less than probably less about two dozen. Okay, less. okay. Um, you know, it, it changes every couple hours. <laughs> <and doing that. laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. the um, the the structure kit will be available when to, to mail out. Uh, it's shipping uh, mid December, but it'll probably be earlier than that. Okay, so you'll have it around yeah. Christmas, hopefully. Hopefully by Christmas time, everyone will oh, be yeah. getting a nice little treat. Yeah, everyone... it'll, be, it'll be before 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 Christmas. Yeah, just That's in time sweet. for everyone's winter break. They can get they can huddle down yeah. in the cold cold, you know, get out of the cold, huddle down, and uh, work on this kit over Christmas break. Here, that sounds like a perfect plan. Yeah. yeah. So, how many man yeah. hours, Doug? How many man hours was that diorama? Hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know hours, but well, let's see. Um, now it's not fair to ask you that because you also well, have to really take into account. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're. It's going to be different than someone building it because I'm designing it while I'm right, building exactly. it. Right, exactly. That's what I meant. Yeah. You know, I I cut apart. I tested. I cut the part again. I tested. Sure. I cut apart. But yeah, it's kind of an unfair question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but building the diorama on and off for about. Uh, May, June, July, uh, three and a half months. Oh wow! Um, just to yeah, but that's also doing other stuff, making regular kits, production oh, here, yeah. and you know, and I'll, I'll sometimes I work a full day just on the model, but then I'll do half a day of production or just an hour of the kit. You know, it's, it's kind of all over the place. But right. I don't know. It's probably three hundred hours, yeah. maybe more. Um, okay. And then you know, two, two, two and a half months to get it in the box. Yeah, it's a, it's a big chunk of the year. Now I got a question for you on scenery. Since we get a tip yeah. out of you here today, a while yeah. back I was uh, Brett and I went and we made a big purchase on scenery material. I contacted you privately and asked you about some of the things you like to vary it up with some different, you know, different companies scenery, yeah. which is what we did when we ordered and we got online and we I think we went to Scenic Express. We ordered a bunch of different things from different manufacturers and had it all sent together. And, uh, and we have it, we've been starting to toy with it. Um, some of the stuff like, uh, the Martin Welberg things is what you recommended as well, I believe. Yeah. And, and I, some of the bu- the bushes on that are made or some of the shrubs and things that I bought from there. Uh, we bought a bunch of Martin stuff. Uh, it, it seems a little on the taller side or larger. So, how do you go about breaking it down for HO scale to where, yeah, I don't know if you notice it looks a little, 
little large. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of that stuff is you have to kind of you give it a haircut, basically. You know? Yeah. Um, and because you'd rather have more than have less, because there are ten foot, twenty foot bushes and build the trees, and mm-hmm. you know, so it all depends on what you're doing. But I generally just. You know, most of those those little groupings of bushes and twigs are kind of um, mounted on a, a blob of glue, mm-hmm. and I just kind of slice that off with a razor blade, and then kind of trim it. You know, like you would a real yeah. tree to to the size you want. I mean, that's okay. Kind of kind of deal. And then you know, you can save the parts you cut off, and you know, they're all good for something sticking in oh, cracks yeah. and rocks, and you know. And it's and it's um, gorgeous but, uh, stuff. It's highly detailed for for what it is. You know, I mean, it's, oh, it's the, the Martin Wellberg stuff is the best. It's phenomenal. Stuff yeah, out there, it's it's yeah. you can't make bad scenery with that stuff. You know, no. it's, uh, it's like when, <laughs> when when the when the sill floor, the grass tufts first came out. I don't even know when it was. Probably twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, for fifty years, all you had was foam. Right. And when you photographed it, it looked like giant pieces of foam. Yeah, you know, yeah, but once once the little glass tufts came out, it changed everything. So there's, oh, yeah. it made your modeling so much better. Um, sure. And you know, I always hear that it's expensive and it's this, but uh, yeah, but so, what's the, it doing so is the kid. So why? Yeah. So is a local. So is a good locomotive. Right. Um, why spend all want, the money? Want them to all look. Why spend all the money yeah, on a good locomotive yeah. and good track and good this and good scenery and and then skimp on. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, good everything else, and then you skimp on the scenery. Right. Right. I mean, you might as well put it on the, the old grass mat that we used to staple <laughs> on the plywood, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, which it, used it, to smell great, by the way. I don't remember. It was probably some horrible did, chemical. It did, didn't it? <laughs> it was probably some, some kind of lacquer paint or pieces or I don't know what. But I'm, I'm so... My dad had that on a platform with just an eight by you know, uh, four by eight sheet of plywood that he kept every yeah. year after year and he stored it away and had the grass yeah. <laughs> mat with on it. And, uh, you know, it, was, mm-hmm. it had, it had its own little wacky little smell. I'm, I'm yeah. bummed that I've yeah. missed out on that, uh, on that, uh, experience there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to, my, my childhood bedroom was probably, it was big enough to have a bed and a four by eight sheet of plywood. So I literally had just enough room. So I was sleeping next to it and smelling it as I slept. And I'm sure <laughs> it did, did some damage, you know. So that's why. I, uh, that's the story. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> what did, yeah. uh, uh, one other scenery question here for you on your scenery. I'm looking at with your um, uh, your buildings here on this particular uh, Atlas Gorge. You have some vines hanging off the one wall. Um, I'm trying to find, I'm gonna find that photo again. Probably, probably oh, the back. yeah, on the back side, off the off the back of the, uh, um, yeah, the back of the big mill building, on the yeah. on the stone wall. What do you use? What did you use for vines? Um, that's a Scenic Express product. I don't know who makes it. Um, I dig through my stuff quickly while I'm talking and find it. But it's a, <laughs> it's a sheet material. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's got it actually has like little tiny leaf shapes cut out glued to like some kind of you know oh, fiber or something yeah. um, you know what I don't have the package I just have a big that's alright but yeah that's yeah it looks it looks like uh, the regular grass stuff but it's got right. little star shape you know little leaf shapes glued to it and okay. they're probably 
technically they're probably out of scale. You know, looks yeah. like the leaf is probably as big as your head. Right. But uh, in O scale, it probably works fine. But you know, for vines and stuff, it just adds to the. Yeah. It just. And if you stack them up, overall it'll... look. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I use that. I also use that leaf litter, which is basically mm-hmm. ground up leaves. And if you if you took out a tape measure and really measured them, they're probably gigantic. But you know, if you just use them here and there on the rooftop or something or in the street, sure. they kind of they kind of work. Yeah. Well, that's that's great. But you have more questions? I could probably go on all night about this, but. Um... <laughs> No, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot you have going on. The the kit is a monster. I'm I, I'm just I keep scrolling through photos as we have been talking here, and I've been zoning out. And I zooming I'm zooming in on like everything that I can possibly find. So um, the couple, I just have some fun questions about this one here as we go through it. Um, did you paint all these figures that go on this diorama? Or, or are oh, you God, no. No okay? Way. All right. So you have the Celios no. approach where you're like, man, I, I, yep. I would never get anything done if I painted them all. So, all right. I, no, no. There is, there is one figure on there that uh, was painted by Dave Ravella. Okay. Um, who, he, he, you know, he, he, split, he started the Suncoast uh, Modeling Museum down in Florida. Mm-hmm. And he had given me a figure back, back at one of the Craftsman shows, and I stuck that on there. So that. He's, he's the guy walking down the street with the red shirt, and he's holding a toolbox on his shoulders. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's the, yeah, he's he's the only good-looking figure on the diorama. Eyes <laughs> are out of the box. But yeah. if you looked close, if you were able to, I don't know if there's a picture where you can zoom in. I mean, there's different shades of blue on his denim. There's, you know, he's got eyeballs and he's got everything. Um, but I, I, that's where I draw the line with patience. I, I don't want to paint figures. Um, well, I saw I something I unique. With figures, since you brought up uh, figures. Uh, I saw something that I've not seen in any of your other photographs of other buildings in in years past is in the cinder block building, in those big (laughs) giant windows, you have figures inside the windows. Yeah. Um, Well, (laughs) you know, the the windows were so big that you'd see Mm -hmm. inside the building, and if there was nothing in there, it would kind of look strange. Yeah. So I also added added some machinery, which is just uh, a couple of bottle caps, uh, junk <laughs> from my, you know, and I just sprayed it all black and gray, so it looks uh-huh. like a silhouette of machines and whatever. And I stuck a couple of people in there. Hmm. Oh, um, oh, you mean you didn't you didn't make those you didn't turn those <laughs> bottle caps and the and the junk and stuff? Yeah. And you just spray paint. You didn't turn it into a sci-fi diorama like Jason. That was crazy. With a, with a yeah. couple tin cans and oh my word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. my word. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I should have stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I I was looking at the photo again of the railing that you did with the striped railing. You were fascinated. Yeah. No, no. Well, I I went back to it. I thought, just leave me. Let me. Let me be. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, I noticed, and this might just be a, a something with the photo. I'm not sure if it is. There's a set of barrels that you have stacked: a two yellow and a teal colored barrel. A blue, blue teal. Yeah. The, it looks to me like there's a little bit of shine on those barrels as well. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. You know, I didn't paint those. You didn't? Um, okay. Do, do, you, do, you, do you know Vilius? Yeah. Vilius, mm-hmm. Vilius? Yes. Yep, we yeah, had him on. He, he he's probably painted half the castings on that diorama for me. Um, 
So he he might have he might have painted like a little spill on the top of the lid. Gotcha. Um, well, yeah, I mean he, he he's really great. Yeah, um, I just saw like a tiny little like glean of light off of one of the top of the barrels there, and I was like, man, did you put a yeah, some kind of a? It could just it could just be my sloppy modeling. It could be glue. It could be you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, I just I I it was I like those barrels. They that they're nice because they're bright, and I think that's something I do wrong with my barrels quite often is I. I paint them like doll colors off the top all a lot. So I think, you know, doing some brighter stuff like that on my detail parts is a good idea. Well, I would I would do both. You know, I mean, yeah. oh yeah, the rust, rusty brown color, and you know, um, and of course, there's always a barrel with a nice stripe down, you know, in the middle. And totally, but I've never thought of doing like bright yellow and teal every now and then. Not, I mean, you can't do that with every barrel, but you know, here and there change it yeah. up a little bit and, and it adds a lot of variation and becomes, I, I said this like three yeah. times tonight, but it becomes like a focal point uh, yep. just because it's, it's not normal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it also is, I mean, I do, I am kind of a little uh, choosy about where I put what barrel in front of, like on the loading dock, there's a yellow barrel. I'm not going to put a red barrel in front of a red wall because even you kind of lose the value of the detail. It just right, disappears. Right. You know, and again, the, the the teal is against the white wall, not a blue wall. You know, so you got to be a little strategic about it. Yeah, yeah. And and Vilnius does an amazing job with. He's always done great things with with details and then just yeah, yeah, right. they're beautiful. I mean, I, I love yeah. getting a package from him because it's just. It's like it's probably like Christmas for you because you're like, oh, what do you get? What what? It is. What kind of surprises is. are in here? It is. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, I, that's my questions. So, all I mean, I mean, I could go on and on and on about this. Yeah, but. we covered a lot of it here. Um, like I said, it's all it's all in there. It has everything you do to make the to to make the actual diorama as is, as Doug was saying, with the exception of the vehicles, the scenery, um, and the uh, well, the you know the the, the foliage and the uh, and the and the figures right uh he has the rest there um there's a lot of detailed parts that he has as well as far as the castings there's a lot of castings i'm sure there's a lot of castings right uh yeah more more so this year we i mean i've started to make my own masters and my own parts and we're making mm-hmm. our own mold here now so we've added a bunch of stuff and, and um, one of the one of the cool things about about your detail parts in these kits is it is it it's not that it has to be a ton of castings one of the cool things <laughs> about these is Doug makes a lot of laser cut details yes. on seats yep. that you can assemble yourself yeah. that are la- and that is they come out every bit as nice as the castings and and a lot neat. of them are multi layered so they end up looking just as detailed or just as you know they're right. just as much work because you know it's not just a flat thing it it's cut on a flat uh mm-hmm. you know a flat piece but it's it might be three or four layers, which really adds to the the depth of that of that detail part. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, and, and when you're doing those detail parts that are like that, that are laser cut, I've had it's it becomes like a, a an adventure. <laughs> he'll have the directions there, and he'll say, "Okay, I got to cut this one." And you're looking at the other detail parts. There might be a hundred on that thing, right? And you're and you're like, yeah. what what the hell's especially at the beginning when you're real early on and you're looking at what the hell's that over there? What's that <laughs> over there? You know? And you start yeah. putting something together yeah. and you're going, Okay, I need one from here and I want this one over here and they, they fit together like this and, they, and then you and you start doing it and you're like, Oh, hey, 
now I get it, you know? And it, 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 but yeah. it's always so cool. They're always and they're they're easy to to easy to work with. They're really nice to weather and paint and detail. Yep. Um, yeah. I love seeing the things that you. We talked about this with Jeff Grove too. Uh, doing more and more stuff now with these laser cut parts. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the, the inventiveness that you've you've kind of set the bar on that in a lot of ways with your kits and that. Uh, it, but it's great to see that because I. Yeah, you know, I think that it it gives us a whole new cast of different details that you don't normally see. So, yeah. Well, how, how did you do with the uh, on Rush Rock Falls the exterior elevator? Because that's kind of tricky. Ah, you know, yeah, because the, my the rails and the I, I loved it. You know, and now I had to make some adjustments to it. I'm I'm turning around so I can look at it as I as I'm working as I'm talking to you here. Um, I had to make an adjustment because my my riverbed area isn't as deep or as you know as deep as yours, and I couldn't make it as deep because of where we're placing it. So um, I had to instead build um, a, a half inch layer for that waterfall, and then as a result, I had to. It was cool because now. Uh, the the way you have it made is for the size that you would have needed it for. I needed to make mm-hmm. it smaller, so I actually had to cut down the size and re and cut some pieces off and re glue them on to make it look exactly the same, but of a shorter level or you know, a, a lower level. Um, okay, and uh, and and it worked out great, and and, and it, it's it's. One of those pieces that you look at on the kit, and you go, or once you assemble the structure, and you say, "Oh, that is awesome." Where do you see something like that? It's 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 a it's an eye catcher, you know. Not everybody catches yeah. it. I showed this to younger people, and they have no clue what it is. <laughs> okay, and then I showed it to my yeah. dad and my boss, who's an uh, elderly gentleman, and they were like, "Oh, that's great! That thing." Shuts the water back or in and out of the mill. I said, "Yeah, exactly." You know, they they got it instantly. You know, but I showed it to some yeah. of my younger friends, and they were like, "Um, what is that?" You know, they didn't even notice it really, to be honest with you. Yeah. But but uh, you know, I it, it's 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 eye catching. It's it's a great detail part. Um, it, that yeah. is uh, extremely creative. It's probably one of the most creative things uh, that I've seen on your on your kits. So. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Now I noticed too that this mill here is, uh, yeah, as most mills, a lot of mills are, um, focused on the generation of water power to to make it work, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's also the boiler house, so it might have been maybe they started with the water power and then they added the boiler house, but I'm not that picky as to you know. Yeah, the details. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, but. Okay, well that's awesome. And we're, like I said, I think we covered. It. Is there anything else you, think you need to add on this thing? Uh, I don't think so. Other than it'll, it'll disappearing. So if you do want it, um, <laughs> think about it soon. So yeah, hop on it yeah. quick. Yeah, definitely jump on that. Get that thing. Get that thing ordered. Put that thing. If you're if you're listening, you have your you know, uh, have your wife nearby, and you want this thing for Christmas, <laughs> tell her to get on it. Get on it now. You know, yeah. But uh, this is this is awesome, and we love having you on. And it's also um, when things aren't 
Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get on here again. Again this year, it's available for international, Canadian, and U.S. orders. Right. So there's three yep. separate product yep. links, uh, if you depending on where you're ordering yeah, from. It's, yeah, it's just to make the shipping charges easier and simpler. And right. Other. Right. Sure. That's, that's that's awesome. And like I said, we love having you on, Doug, and we appreciate you being here tonight with us. And uh, oh, thank you. It's been a while. How long has it been since we had you on? I think we had you on the spring. Uh, yeah, I think when we and, did uh, the uh, signage episode. Yeah, yes. yeah, the signage episode. Yep. And that that was yeah. a, that uh, was chaotic. But um... <laughs> <laughs> well, and then Frank got sick right in the middle of it. But hopefully yeah. Frank's feeling a little better. Yeah. 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 Yep. But this but, um, is this is episode one forty four now. Is that what you said? It is. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, we have not missed something. except for the very beginning, uh, yeah. where we we took a week there there just before we really got our feet wet with making these, and then we haven't missed it. We we've been on every week consecutive every week, you know. For That's fantastic. Those, That's yeah, crazy. That's <laughs> so is, that, is, that, is that three about three years now? Yeah, it, it, it'll be three years this this uh, th- November. Yeah, well, on episode yep. one fifty six okay. will be three full years. Yeah, yeah. And we had some other people that did podcasts that we were talking to, and uh, they told mm-hmm. us they do it on a monthly basis. And they they said that uh, um, they said you'll never be able to get enough content and be able to mm-hmm. do this on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. You, you guys are setting it too. It's too much, and. Yeah. Uh, but we were able to yet, do it. There's some yet, lean ones. Uh, yeah, yet Nig is on next week. So, <laughs> right, that's great. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, and, and we've had what fifty some different guests, something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, every one of them's been unique in their own little way. Some, 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 uh, some great ones. Uh, all, all of them yeah. were great in my book, and uh, you know, it's just legends. I mean, we've had some legends on. Yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and I, uh, yeah. and I think well, the, it's. it's Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Oh, I was, no, was going to say it's, it's it's absolutely what the hobby means. I mean, you know, yeah. um, I mean, if, if I if a week doesn't go by where someone tells me about they saw something or listened to something on the podcast or they saw something Jason built or you know, <laughs> as much as I I dislike Facebook a lot, there's a yeah. lot of good stuff about it. Um, you know, for 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 the hobby, it's fantastic. For well, good. you know, and, and the podcast, it's just right. Uh, it just really helps because uh, all I've been hearing for 20 years is that the hobby's dying and, and there's nothing truth. There's no truth to that at all. I don't so, believe that one bit. Nope. It's just changing. No, no, no. I, I think it's growing actually. So it's, uh, I think it's blowing up. Doug, yep. when we were on, yeah. and I, I yeah. this will be my last thing here, and actually two last things. Yeah. Uh, the, when we were on <laughs> the live, we were on the live builds this past week. Um, especially, yeah. I saw more on Tuesday night when I was on. Um, Working on the Foscale fishery. Um, uh-huh. It's just Fos fishery. No, it's not. The box says Foscale Fos- fishery. I'm looking at it right now. It's no sitting in it front of it. Yeah. Okay, anyways. I'm sorry. Anyways, um, sorry for the family. <laughs> sorry for the family squabble here. Um, <laughs> the, I we had we must have had half a dozen or eight to ten probably people out of the seventy that were watching that were commenting saying. You know, this is the first time I picked up a craftsman kit, and this is awesome. I'm, I'm loving this. And where can I find other videos? Yeah. And and it, I've never seen that many people on a live or any of our stuff saying it was their first yeah. one. So it's definitely not going away. I mean, there's every time we do this stuff, there's new people 
joining us. Yeah, so. and one yeah. was a 15 year old kid. I mean, it yeah. was great. Just yeah, he got one was, there and he yeah. was talking to Jason, and he got to talk to all these. There, Jason was has been going on and and uh, helping us with you know just kind of monitoring and ask, answering questions while we're him building. and Jake, J- Jason and Jake and Dave Cruiser yeah. were on there giving him a whole bunch of places to follow, yeah. and it was awesome. He's brand new yeah. to it. And yeah, so I love seeing that. That's great. Um, yeah. And then the other yeah. thing I wanted to do is uh, we talked about this with in the past. We're done recording, by the way. Um, oh, you stopped recording? Well, no, but I'm not going to keep all this in there. This oh, is okay. this is this is. I mean, I mean, I guess we could. It doesn't matter. Yeah, this will yeah. be a little bonus content. Yeah. The yeah, other thing yeah. I want to switch yeah. over to is um, uh, not just what we do with model railroading buildings or one, you know, HO scale buildings. I want to start to switch over to other scales and I want us to start to switch over to other interviewing other, other people in the hobby that yeah, different, different genres of modeling. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to talk to some more gamers. I want to talk to, I want to start learning more just yeah. what is so in look their at, world. Look at, look at Jason sci-fi diorama. I mean, I know. thing is, yeah, Better than most movie sets I've seen. It's beautiful. <laughs> but but what's great is you can totally use those techniques for HO scale. You could use them for running rolling stock or whatever you want. Totally. Even though it's a totally different world, it's the same world. You know, it's it's yeah. turning something that's plastic or wood into something very realistic and very you know uh, beautiful and cool looking and definitely and fantastic. Definitely. Yeah, and like I said it's. They all lend to each other. The war gamers, the the military yeah. modelers, the you know the model railroaders. Everybody is, everybody can learn from one another. We've said that many times, and uh, so I think that it'd be great to be able to get somebody, get some of these people on. And uh, yep, oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, yep. Um, that's it. Okay, now when. When when it's when it's available and we're able to start traveling and doing some stuff again, we'd love to come up and uh, visit with you again up there, Jason. Yeah, oh, definitely. And, uh, yeah, spend spend an afternoon. You just called him Jason this time. I'm not Jason. I'm oh, sorry, Dave. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I talked to Jason a lot this week, um, <laughs> but um, uh, we'd love to come up there and, and visit you and hang out at the shop again. Maybe grab uh, maybe grab some lunch this time and. Uh, uh, be be a good time. So uh, that'd, be, we'll, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll get you on here again for sure. Maybe uh, when things slow down, I don't know when that'll be for you, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll no, definitely. So it's good to take a break. Um, yeah, well, good night, Jay. And, oh, you oh you're not done. Go ahead, Brett. Oh well, we're done now. I mean, I I, I it's oh, over. Okay. 